0: What? Listening to this podcast right now! Do you wanna hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, <laughs> and you get podcastrophe oh hosted by me. Yes. Dick. Yes. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's yes. your choice. Yes. Yeah. This is a podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. the following journey into comics, journey into comics, journey into, comic. journey, into comic. journey into comics, journey into comics, journey into comics network, 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 network production, production.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is a tasty burger.
1: You ever tried shawarma? Huh? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Is butter a carb? Will you stop eating?
0: We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Foodies Watching Movies, Season Three, Episode Six. I'm your host Nate. Today, joining me, as always, co-creator of Foodies Watching Movies. Welcome back, Miss Veronica. How's it going?
1: It's going good. How are you doing? It's late. It's late.
0: <laughs> Dropping I'm, in that midnight oil.
1: I'm tired. Yeah, it's all right though. It's I think. Been a long uh, day.
0: It's been a long week for us. We've had a lot of different crazy things going on between playing shows and Mm -hmm. other podcasts that we're on and all kinds of sorts of things to do, but uh, had to get get one in today and discuss some food and some movies. I don't really know where we want to start, what you want to kind of kick off with. We've got a couple different things out of the gate. We are nearing Christmas. I do want to mention that. Mm -hmm. The next time they hear us, episode seven will be the day after Christmas.
1: And we kind of decided that that was going to be our Christmas special, our holiday special, right?
0: Yeah, where we'll really dive into like talking about our favorite Christmas movies and in the Christmas spirit and, Mm -hmm. you know, memories. I want to
1: know what everybody's favorite Christmas movies are because I stopped enjoying Christmas movies uh, as an adult, you know. I've got all my favorite Christmas movies as a child and I'd like to revisit some... I, I need some
0: suggestions. I think that a lot of modern Christmas movies are kind of, no offense, but suck ass. Like a couple so years ago, there was a movie that came out around Christmas that was supposed to be a Christmas movie. It was called Bolt.
1: Is that an animated movie?
0: It was about a dog. And I didn't see that. I had like, a, had like Randy Savage I make it a rule
1: not to watch movies uh, about dogs because inevitably they will make me cry. So, no.
0: It was that kind of movie, except for it didn't make you cry. It just made you bored. There was not really any substance to the whole movie. Like, nothing really happens. Mm. The movie's all about kind of turning your wheels. Uh, but I saw it once in theaters during Christmas time. And I was like, man, this isn't really what movies are. But, like, you go through, and obviously, like, we'll be getting into these next week. But a Christmas story is a big, a big pillar of a Christmas movie. Christmas vacation is one mm-hmm. um, question, though. And this is what we're going one of the things I want to talk about today and just jump right into it. What do you think, and I want to really, I'm going to set the tone, is Batman Returns a Christmas movie? Now, if you look, think back all Are the way. Are you going to
1: tell me your argument before you let me answer?
0: I was just actually going to state facts that aren't an argument. Okay. I was just going to state the few facts that, like, if you look at the opening scene of the movie, it's set around the time where they're lighting the Christmas tree in Gotham, and it's a big to-do. Obviously,
1: it's a Christmas movie.
0: Okay, but... I guess I guess maybe I'm trying to... I'm not trying to fish for an argument, but I'm trying to find the best understanding of it because I do see how some people could go, well, it's a Batman movie, and it's not really about Christmas. It doesn't really have a is Christmas... This like,
1: is Die Hard really a Christmas movie? This is
0: kind of the argument that I want to discuss. Yeah, well, if it's... it
1: takes place around the holidays, it therefore becomes a holiday movie. Sure. If it's released around the time of a holiday, it can be considered... A holiday movie if it has a holiday theme you know like all of these little things contribute to making it a holiday thing in my head
0: (laughs) okay so i think batman returns i don't know off the top of my head like when in theaters that was released if it was around a holiday thing i guess i'm gonna have to just go to well
1: isn't it amazing that we own this machine that allows you to have access to anything you could ever want to know uh, you know, that's known.
0: And a lot of parody porn. It's called Google. <laughs> I'm actually going to go straight to IMDb, straight to the source.
1: Well, it's called the internet. How about that? Batman. We live in a magical time.
0: <laughs> Returns. Okay, so looking up Batman Returns here. Uh, it did come out in 92, we know that. That there's no question there. Oh, that's the video game. Damn it, I clicked the wrong one. There's a Batman
1: Returns video game?
0: For Sega Genesis or for Mega Drive? Yeah.
1: Whoa, for real?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was also for Sega, and it might also have been for Super. Wait a minute.
1: I feel like you're right. I feel like I remember the Batman Batman Returns Sega cartridge. I don't think I ever had it, though. But I remember seeing it. That sounds real to me.
0: June. This came out in the middle of the summer. June 19th. Of 1992. so like... Well,
1: a Batman movie technically is considered a blockbuster summer movie. They're yeah. going to be released in the summer. They totally. typically always are.
0: This was Keaton and <clears throat> um, Tim Burton's opus, though, really. It was their swan song out of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if...
1: I heard tell that Tim Burton wasn't uh, actually planning on leaving that franchise. Like He was going to keep doing Batman movies, but... I guess some studio bullshit or whatever uh, convinced him to do otherwise. And they re-, re got a new director, a new whole thing, you know?
0: Well, I'm going to correct you not to correct you, but well, check that's it out. why I'm bringing it up. I want to know. Absolutely. So this is from what the, actually, I just, it's funny that you bring this up cause I wanted to bring it up and it's just an article I read the other day talking about how Tim Burton actually didn't even want to do the second Batman after Batman. He was done. He was out. He had no intent to return. The initial script for Batman Returns had Catwoman and the Penguin going on a heist to steal these, like, jewel ravens. Mm. And Tim Burton hated it and was like, I'm done. And they said, look, we'll give you full creative control of the script and your characters. Whatever you want, we'll bend to your will. Mm -hmm. And that's the movie he made. That's also why Michael Keaton's tone is a lot more true to what we remember Batman being a little bit more brash and gruff as far as his portrayal. Because he was allowed to be more of himself. Per what Tim Burton wanted, because mm-hmm. Tim Burton had all this freedom, um and then after the second one was good, Tim felt good and didn't think he had anything else to offer to the bat, so he moved on, and Joel Schumacher came in and
1: maybe what I'm remembering now that I'm thinking about it and we're talking about it, sure, I feel like I read that there was so much merchandising and toys and um yeah, just merch for the movie that. The people who were you know, sponsoring it like McDonald's or whomever was giving them money to do the movies was getting a little bit of a say so in what was going to be happening with these movies and he didn't want to lose creative control so he didn't want to come back for any future movies.
0: That that makes a whole lot of sense actually, and a perfect mentioning of the merchandising being something McDonald's had a play in. Mm-hmm. One of my earliest childhood memories, like I fondly remember, is playing oh, I with had the
1: Batman toys.
0: The Penguin, though, I had the Penguin with, with the umbrella, yeah, on mm-hmm. the He's a Little car, totally. And then like mm-hmm. Catwoman had her like little cat car. I and never had Catwoman. I did. Oh
1: my god, Michelle Pfeiffer, Cat. She was my favorite Catwoman. Obviously, it was great.
0: Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer, a long-tenured actress who's done amazing things across the board. I feel like you only
1: know about Michelle Pfeiffer because of Ant-Man and the Wasp and Batman Returns.
0: No, that's not true. I've seen a ton of her movies. I don't think I could... Like, there's a movie I saw just recently with Michelle Pfeiffer in it. What the hell was it called?
1: You watched a Michelle Pfeiffer movie without me? (laughs)
0: Not directly It was on at dad's house And Mm. I just like God dang it Let me look it up Can you keep rolling?
1: Well Who was in it? Do you remember? it
0: was Michelle Pfeiffer and someone
1: Well obviously She My favorite Michelle Pfeiffer movie Is Grease 2 Obviously It's one of the Worst movies ever made But it's also One of the best movies ever made And uh, Yeah I've always loved Michelle Pfeiffer She's my jam And I loved her as Catwoman
0: Trying to look here at uh all of her different movies. She was in this one movie with
1: Harrison Ford, um, What Lies Beneath. I think that's was was such a
0: weird movie. Married to the Mob, maybe? Is the movie I watched? It was a gangster movie. Oh, I don't know. Married to the Mob. I'm gonna look up and see if this is what rings the bell. An undercover FBI agent falls in love with a recently widowed mafia wife who's trying to restart her life. Yeah, this is it.
1: I never saw that movie. Was I th- it good?
0: Yeah, it had Alec Baldwin in it. It was pretty good.
1: I like Alec Baldwin.
0: I saw like the better half of it, I would say. I didn't start it. It was just like on. Mm. I was like, oh, it looks like I'm going to sit down. You know how it is at his house. Sometimes mm-hmm. shit just happens to be on. But uh, yeah, so. I've seen
1: a lot of good movies at your dad's house that just happened to be on that I've never seen before. Like What was that Uh, Tom Hanks movie we watched?
0: Oh, God. Uh, the Money Pit.
1: No. Well, we did watch The Money Pit. That was a great movie.
0: Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm not thinking Turner of Turner and Hooch. Uh, oh, okay, hold on. Are you thinking of Hudson Hawk? Yeah. The Bruce uh, Willis movie? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willie. Yeah.
1: I had never seen Hudson Hawk. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was
0: super funny and yeah.
1: weird. It dumb. is weird.
0: No, man. He is like, I. And it was funny actually. I was telling you this and that is something I also wanted to discuss today that we can just free ball riff right into. Speaking of like movies and d- digital media and, and the modern way we ingest our movies, do you remember your first DVD? Because that's like the first real switch. Like VHS is its own special class. Like VHS is like the cassette tape of movies. Because that's the only other way you could watch them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Unless you had the real. Like reel. a CD
1: is to a a da- digital. Yes, exactly.
0: A... Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, no, I don't remember my first DVD because we were talking about this the other day and I was trying to think about it. Um, I have a massive VHS tape collection because I was a huge movie freak growing up and all I wanted all I ever did was watch movies on VHS and I kept them all because I'm nostalgic and whatever. <laughs> well, I didn't keep all of them. I sold a lot of them to Disc Replay years ago when they were still taking tapes and stuff. Yeah. But they don't do that no more. But anyway, yeah, so uh, I f- When the hell did DVDs start becoming popular? Like the mid-90s? Mid to late-90s. I think it was like mid-90s we got our first Because I feel like I was
0: like probably in sixth or seventh grade, which would have been 97, Mm 98-ish. Same for you. Well,
1: yeah, because... I remember Titanic came out in 97 and I had that son of a bitch on two VHS tapes. Double VHS. Hell oh, yeah. yeah the double wide. Tape A and tape B. And I would never play tape B. I would always just finish on tape A and be like, and they lived happily
0: ever after the, the end. end. The chip did not sink. Nope. The end. Everything was great. They uh, lived happily ever after. Yeah. Because see, I remember DVD, Like, I was in chorus for a short time mm-hmm. and- our chorus and band teachers Marty and oh, what was her name Mark and Marty Lindvall okay shout out mm-hmm. to the Lindvalls if you guys are listening i doubt it but anyways <laughs> they really inspired me musically as a kid cuz like they encouraged music and like always wanted you to be the best musician you know mm-hmm. and uh, we were in chorus class and she brought on a DVD. She's like, I've got this new thing, and it's a DVD, and it's super cool because it has chapters. Mm-hmm. She sold me on the chapters, and I thought those was the neatest thing. You could just jump to a spot in a movie immediately. Uh-huh. Like, oh, man, I was so there.
1: You know, it's funny. You mentioned that Ollie and I were watching Georgia the Jungle earlier today. And he couldn't find our DVD of it, but he found the VHS tape and he tried putting it in the DVD player. And I was like, no, honey, that's not goes. You got to put it in the VHS and or the VCR. And so I showed him how to do it. And we're sitting in bed watching Georgia, the jungle on VHS, like my copy from 1997 and like the the credits roll and it's uh previews coming attractions for 1998. And I was like, oh my God, I got this tape 20 years ago it freaked me out a little bit what but it still the worked like a turn. you know I don't remember Oh, I don't remember what they are now boo yeah it's okay and Ali's just like can we skip to or he's like can we watch that part again can we go back and I was like oh man I don't have the remote for this VCR I don't have to get up and do it and he's like oh well that's okay you don't have to get up but he didn't you know, understand the concept of a VA, VCR.
0: Do you want to know a funny VCR story that I've never told on any podcast that's worth mentioning? Sure. So my parents, they got their first VCR when I was very little. I was like three probably. Mm-hmm. And their VCR was so old that the remote had a cord attached to it for the VCR, right? Mm. So you would it was just like a long cord, right? Mm-hmm. So, the first week they had this thing, as a mother, what do you think I did to ruin said VCR? Go.
1: Were you whipping it around, the remote around? Nope. Break the cord?
0: Nope. I stuck a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in it. Oh, God. In the actual... Oh, well, you made
1: a big deal about this remote. I thought it was remote related. No, I just
0: was telling you that it's cool that this old thing had a remote. Like, it was weird that it was attached. It wasn't... Yeah, I've
1: never seen one of those before. You know,
0: separate. I want to look one up and, like, maybe for a gag gift one year, get Dad one for Christmas. Like, That's funny. Here, me that shit I broke when I was three. Hmm. But, you know, I mean, I saw him putting tapes in. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I thought my peanut butter and jelly would play. I, it was an idea, I guess. How funny. I don't know what we were going to see. We've Kids been jammed. Kid stuff. Yeah.
1: That's funny. Yeah, I'm still all about the VHS tapes. Did you want to play a little VHS game?
0: Oh, yeah. I I, I kind of... You and I have talked about this concept for months and months and months, and I wanted to bring it to the show. Also mention that... Uh, Shout out to Miss Sarah, who's not feeling well tonight and couldn't be on the episode. And shout out to AP, who's not been on a few episodes of Foodies. But we want to play this with everybody soon because it's, it's a really fun concept.
1: Yeah, this will be the test run.
0: This is going to kind of be the test run. I'm going to kind of skedaddle myself in the corner over there sequestered where you can't really see me. And then I'm going to pull out a couple VHSs. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to read the backs of them. But I'm going to omit all all important facts so i can't say the characters names i won't be saying cities or places i'll just say in a place by character one or character two so all the major facts that would immediately give the movie away are going to be wiped clean and you're just going to be getting the general synopsis from the back of the vhs
1: did you already pick some out
0: Yes, I did. Oh, oh shit. Okay,
1: good.
0: <laughs> yes, I did as I... Well, Nate was able to pick it. out from
1: my massive plethora collection of VHS tapes, and I hope he picked out some good ones. Close your... You got okay. close your eyes. Cause I, I have won't to, look. I won't look. I'm, I'm closing to my link.
0: eyes. Hopefully your, son like di- hopefully your son didn't get his hide-and-seek skills from you because he peeks.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to peek.
0: Okay, so... <laughs>
1: I have to keep my eyes closed this whole time? No, you're good now.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So, how far would an ordinary father go to spend more time with his children? This character is no ordinary father. When he learns that his ex-wife needs a housekeeper, he applies for the job. With a perfect wig, a little makeup, and a dress for all occasions, he becomes this character, a devoted nanny who is hired on the spot, free to be the woman he never knew he could be. The disguised character creates a whole new life with his entire family. What is that movie?
1: (laughs) Surprisingly easy, Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: Correct. I picked an easy one to start. I didn't want to be like... A Jerkenstein <laughs> Okay. All cool, right. Cool. So, that's so, a good VHS. Okay. So, did you like how I read that? Did it make sense? It made sense. You did fine. Okay, totally. So, it Mrs. Did. Doubtfire was an easy first tester. Let's see if we can give you some juice. And I'm going to go pick. Mrs. Doubtfire
1: a... is a really fucked up movie. Watching it as an adult, it's a totally different experience, by the way.
0: Totally. I got to pick two different ones because I grabbed the wrong ones. Oh, okay. I grabbed the ones that were supposed to make me remember the, the movies I wanted to talk about. What did you grab? Batman and Christmas Vacation. Oh, because <laughs> I wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, I do have those on VHS. Yeah.
0: Okay, oh, gonna need you to talk for a second. As okay.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting game. Like I said, this is the test run. We'll see how well this
0: goes. <laughs> but I got one.
1: Oh, he's got it. Okay, All I'm right, gonna eyes close closed one. on this one.
0: <clears throat> this 32-year-old character has spent his whole life avoiding responsibility. But his girlfriend has dumped him for an older man. and He's got to find a way to prove he's ready to grow up. In a desperate last-ditch effort, he reaches out and adopts a (laughs) five-year-old to impress her. She's not impressed. And he cannot return the kid. What is that movie? Big Daddy. Okay, pretty easy, pretty easy. Again, pretty
1: easy. This is an easy game. We'll
0: turn up the heat. We'll turn up the heat.
1: All right, bring the thunder.
0: Oh, see, she said bring bring the the thunder. thunder. She said bring the thunder. (laughs) Bring the thunder.
1: Of course, all of these tapes are mine, so it's pretty likely that I'm going to know what it is anyway.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to still just catch you off.
1: Unless you find one random one that's not mine. And then it'll get me.
0: Nope, you'll know that one immediately. The first fucking line, you're gonna tell me what that is. Let's actually let's see if on the first line you can get it. Okay. Okay. The lush beauty and splendor of this paradise is vividly captured in this novel. Two small children and a shipwreck, and a ship. I can't read. Ow,
1: fucking god! Is it Blue Lagoon? Dude, I'm
0: about to throw this stupid fucking pop filter away. What? It just stabbed me in the nose again. Ugh. I hate this fucking thing.
1: Yeah bad suggestion.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, Dick. Uh-huh. Actually, if I do it like that, maybe.
1: Just adjust it.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay. Let's... Was it Blue Lagoon? It was Blue Lagoon. Yeah, obviously. Oh, let's try this one.
1: <laughs> That's such a terrible movie, but I loved that it. That one
0: actually does not have a description. How do you have a movie that has no fucking synopsis on the back?
1: What is it? What movie?
0: Dick Tracy!
1: That one doesn't have any description no. on the back? What does it have on the back?
0: Pictures. <laughs> It just has two thumbs up. This picture is extraordinary. Best comic movie strip ever. Brash, fun, irresistible, hysterically funny. The running time and then all the little details. But there's no actual synopsis on the movie.
1: Interesting. It's very rare for me to see a VHS tape that doesn't have just like a summary on the back to try to hook you into watching it.
0: I feel like these are all like hard because they're almost all speciality movies. Like they all have a... A really interesting MacGuffin that sets them apart.
1: Well, I don't watch shitty movies. I didn't (laughs) say that. I'm not going to keep a VHS tape of like 10 cup or something.
0: You have a VHS tape of 10 cup.
1: Oh, maybe that's my stepdad. I'm fucking with you. You (laughs)
0: totally don't have a VHS tape of 10 cup. Although, that was my stepdad's favorite movie. Join No Secret. Hmm. When I was younger and going to mini golf, I would always yell ten cup and do the Kevin Costner, like flip the cup, <laughs> uh, flip the um uh the golf club around and make it like a cue uh like a pool pull, a pool cue. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was my that was my jam when I was a kid. It was funny to me. Wow. These are difficult. Uh let's see if you will know. Hmm. This one. This is going to be one that will probably get you. Okay. This movie is the story of two unlikely characters whose whirlwind life propels them into a dangerous game of high-stakes negotiations and high-speed adventure. The pair find themselves in an unexpected possession of something very valuable. When they plan to take it from uh, one place to another, there they plan to sell the goods and begin a new life. But the gangsters, the police, have other ideas.
1: Is that true romance? Hey. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite movies. And I questioned it. I was like, hmm, no, that's definitely True I, Romance. Yeah,
0: I was, gonna tr- I was trying to throw you off your game a little bit because I know it was your favorite movie. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> yeah, if anybody out there that's listening hasn't seen True Romance, you're missing out. I recommend it. It's a great movie.
0: Last one.
1: Okay, last one.
0: For now, and then we'll do something else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Here's the synopsis of this movie. It's pretty long. I'm going to have to kind of fumble through this, so good luck. My father has stuck it to me all my life, complains this character, a callous, self-centered young hustler who feels he's been cheated out of his money. Left only with his late father's prize bushes and a Buick convertible, this character soon uncovers yet another surprise, a brother he was not aware he had. Uh, This character is a savant living in a world devoid of normal perception. May may well be the crowning achievement of the, of his. Oh, that's a that's a fucking that's not a part of the synopsis. Is that's it Rain talking. Man? It is Rain Man. Damn, you're too good. <laughs> you too, you too good, girl.
1: I'm too good. I think you're it's because they're all your good. movies. Hmm? I think
0: if I were to grab one of my movies, like a movie that I had that you maybe don't necessarily own, or mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it'd be different. It'd be interesting. Now here's the real game, V. Do you want to get up and grab one movie? And try to trick me and see if I know.
1: That requires me getting up, but I'll do it.
0: You don't have to. I'll do it for you. I mean, you'd, oh, you're the best. Yeah, whatever. Okay, you, you let's are. see. Okay, I'm gonna going to just mobile. keep. <laughs> I'm going mobile. Going mobile. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title, going <laughs> mobile.
1: Damn, I got some good tapes over here. Word, I'm telling you. I forgot you. about them. I've got some shitty ones, too. <laughs> I don't think you would know that. Hmm, let's see. Well, I don't know. You were just over here looking at
0: everything. Yeah, but I didn't look at the back of every description, (laughs) speaking of. And plus, I don't have that good of a photographic memory.
1: I don't know. I just want
0: to see what your perception of how to do the game would be. Okay. So, you know, maybe I get it, maybe I don't. Maybe I suck and make an ass on myself. It'll be funny.
1: Let me see.
0: Ooh, that'll be... Oh shit!
1: Maybe we have to. Do I this. was gonna be silly and make you uh, do this one. The house rips apart, piece piece by piece. A bellowing cow spins through the air. Tractors fall like rain. Twister. Yeah, but then you would have said that, and it would have been over. Holy shit! I have two VHS copies of Twister right next to each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny.
0: What's What's more funny is I knew that because I organized your VHSs for you.
1: I know. I know you did. <laughs> And they look nice. They I'm look glad nice. you like them.
0: I'm glad you like them.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, let me see. I think I might have one.
0: Okay, bring it on.
1: Let's see. Let's see if you know this one.
0: Sure. <gasps> okay, Do you sorry. know what drops tomorrow? No, I don't. Once Upon a Deadpool.
1: Oh, Featuring yeah, Fred yeah. Savage.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Child star Fred Savage. Correct.
1: I remember. I remember him from... The Princess Bride.
0: Yeah, that, he's reprising that role, but I remember him from Wonder Years? Yeah, he was in Wonder Years. I yeah. watched that
1: on Nick at Night when I was little. Okay, are you ready?
0: Yeah, bring it on. I've, I've got it. Sure.
1: Now, am I... Hmm. I wonder if this game would be more interesting if you were to read the tagline on front of the cover as opposed to the summary on the back. Oh, shit. For future rounds. Let's try it. All right, well, you're not going to get it. Let me just do the summary for this one. Sure. They were perfect strangers, assembled to pull off the perfect crime. Then their simple robbery explodes into a bloody ambush, and the ruthless killers realize one of them is a police informer. But which one? I know it. What is it?
0: It is Reservoir Dogs. It
1: is. Critically acclaimed for its raw power and breathtaking ferocity. It's one of my favorite it's movies. It's a brilliant new American gangster movie classic from writer-director Quentin Tarantino.
0: I don't want to be Mr. Pink. <laughs> What the fuck you are, too, Mister Pink?
1: Mister Pink, yeah, man, I got some good ones over He's here. He's Mister Brown. Like this whole pile is great.
0: It is golden.
1: Uh, yeah, Spaceballs, Psycho, Rosemary's Baby, Robin and Men in Tights, Silent Movie. True are you gonna romance. do a
0: tagline on any of these? Yeah, you want me to? Yeah, I want you to try just one, just to see how it goes. We're uh, f- we're f- we're freelancing right now. Okay. Trying to cook up something good. That's a that's a foodies joke, by the way, a pun. We're trying to cook up don't, something good. Don't look at I'm not over looking. Here. I'm not looking at don't you. Look. I'm not looking. <laughs> okay. I won't look at you. I'm I'm not trying. I mean I'm I want to look at you, but I'm not right
1: this now. one doesn't have any tagline, it's just thrilling,
0: dangerous. <laughs> Lots of <Hip>. movies.
1: <laughs> okay, ready? Sure. <clears throat> he wants to be tied down, she wants to be tied up. It's not what you think.
0: Whoa, um, shit, uh, is,
1: never gonna get it, is, is this gonna a, get is this it? a
0: movie I've seen?
1: No, I don't think it is. I'll give you a different one. That was The Linguini Incident starring David Bowie.
0: I've never seen that fucking movie.
1: Well, you should because it's a great movie. <laughs> It's one of David Bowie's more ridiculous um, starring roles.
0: He did The Labyrinth. Nothing's more ridiculous.
1: I don't know. Let me read this to you. The Linguini Incident stars Rosanna Arquette, who's waiting tables at Dolly's, a restaurant for the terminally trendy, while she gets her act together as a Houdini wannabe. Just listen to that bullshit already. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. David Bowie stars as a suave, mysterious bartender who may be a secret agent, human cannonball, or a pathological liar. He's desperate to marry someone, anyone, by Friday or else. Co-starring Marley Matlin as a cashier who delivers caustic one-liners in sign language uh, and a bunch of other fucking people and some other guy as a flamboyant restaurant owner. It's a stylish all-star comedy romp that is as deliciously off-kilter as the menu at Dolly. I recommend this movie. It's fabulous and stupid, and not very many people have probably seen it because it's some random one. But I recommend it.
0: The Linguini Incident. The
1: Linguini Incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, here's in the, here's one with a tagline. Never give a saga an even break.
0: Never give a saga an even break. Correct. Um I guesses. I'm gonna say Christmas
1: vacation. You wrong.
0: Oh damn, okay, I don't know.
1: Blazing saddles.
0: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Oh. I like blazing saddles, but I didn't know that not, not that that
1: There's a weird tagline for it, I right? I did
0: not know that was the tagline. Some
1: of the, that could be a game model in itself. What taglines make no sense for the movie that they're on?
0: Oh I like that. Mm
1: hmm. Suggestions, please. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm done looking at my VHS tapes. So, I've seen them. So
0: let's talk about it. You were talking about how you're kind of jaded about more current movies, per se. I about that. Because look at all these amazing old school movies you have and the cool nostalgic value of them. And one thing you can't get back from these movies that I love, all those commercials.
1: I know, the previews, coming attractions for 1998. The Pizza Hut
0: commercial. I will always yeah. talk about it on the goddamn mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles VHS
1: which I have.
0: I mean, you know what? You don't. I do. You do not. I do. Uh I
1: have 1 and 2 Secret of the Views. Uh, and I have the VHS tape making of the Secret of the Views. You have
0: the making of, but I don't I never found in all of your VHSs there were never 1 or 2. Promise.
1: Well, I'll get them and show them to you after this show. Good, groovy. How about I want to see
0: them cuz I love them. They are parts of my childhood that mean a lot to me, really.
1: Yeah, they were in that white Entertainment unit that I used to have that I gave to you.
0: That's now part of the retro gaming console?
1: That's right. Bam. That's exactly where they used to be. I don't know where they are now, but I will find them and show you. Sure.
0: So back to it. What's changed in movies, v
1: Oh, yeah. I was bitching the other day and feeling all jaded and nihilistic about everything. And I was just thinking about how I don't ever go to the movies anymore. And every movie that I do go to see is a fucking Marvel movie, which is fine. I enjoy Marvel movies, whatever. But
0: that's my fault. Mostly that's
1: your fault. And I just feel like I have no interest in going to the movies anymore unless it's something really special and even movies that like new movies that are coming out that I do want to see, like the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. I still haven't fucking seen it.
0: Do you think part of that also comes from you wanting to, you know, we do live in a crazy world right now. It is very tumultuous and there's a lot of turmoil in our world. Mm -hmm. Do you think you just feel more safe and secure knowing, Hey, that's going to come digitally at some point and I'll watch it at home.
1: Mm, No, not so much. It more comes down to the, to the interest of it. Like, I don't want to go. I mean, sure. I don't really want to go out. uh, You know, plus movies nowadays are like fifteen dollars. I was just getting to that. I was going to say I don't want to spend fifty dollars at the movies when I can just wait. Like it's it doesn't seem like it's that much of a priority to me anymore because it doesn't really mean the same things it used to mean anymore. Now it means oh shit, I have to spend fifty dollars at the movies or. I'm going to have to, like, be thrifty and go to the dollar store and get dollar candies and hide them in my purse and hope nobody sees them so I can at least enjoy eating something while I'm watching this overpriced movie that everybody's talking through anyway, you know.
0: I don't know if everybody talks through the modern movie anymore. I don't
1: Um, know. I just—I haven't been in the movies in so long. It's so much money, and I've been so busy and so tired, and, like, I just— when i want to be entertained and i want to actually dedicate time out of my life to watch something time that i will never get back i don't want it to be for a disappointing reason i want it to be for something that is tried and true and i know i'm going to love it which is why i'm obsessed with like my movies that i like
0: there are no disappointing salads in your movie
1: not really i mean there's been some movies that i've gone back and watched as an adult like I was talking about earlier that they just don't hold up. Like Sarah and I were talking earlier today about Poly Shore movies and how like the only acceptable one is uh, Encino Man. You know. And that's barely. And you know, Yeah. And the other ones like I loved them so much when I was young. Like I watched Son-in-Law recently as an adult and I was like, oh my God. What happened to me? I'm relating to the grown ups in the movie.
0: And thinking certain things are actually vile and you're just like, whoa. Like
1: I rewatched Bi- she and I rewatched Biodome not that long ago and we were both like, What happened? It didn't hold up. It's not as funny. <laughs>
0: Maybe Polly Shore didn't hold up. Maybe no, that none style of, that holds of up humor held did Because I think that even I'm all like
1: twenty eighteen jaded and shit. But what I happened, think that, guys?
0: Like, even Adam Sandler's style of humor doesn't hold up the same anymore. No, and it's, maybe it's, that's,
1: I guess I'm just tired. Do you think just it's like of it?
0: PC principal reasons that like we're jaded on the comedies from old because we can't even like have a chuckle at some of the ridiculous shit that was done 20 years ago? Because like even when I was watching, and I'm going to just use some really raw language here, folks, but I'm just referencing a movie so I, I want to be clear here but we're watching bill and ted 2 i think it was like bill and ted's bogus journey mm-hmm. and they said the word fag like 3 times in the movie yeah and i was like whoa that does not fly with me now and i don't even think i paid attention to it then mm-hmm. you know cuz i was a kid and it's it was totally different now it is yeah. totally different
1: and i mean there are like when when we were watching and i heard them say it i was like oh my god i don't want my kid hearing that that's horrible you know but you know
0: it's the same token flashing ago, back to yourself going, oh, that was
1: me once. No, well, and that was never me, but watching Bill and Ted and not thinking twice about it was probably me when I was younger.
0: That's what I was more saying. Yeah. Was that you would watch a movie like that and some stuff goes over your head. Some
1: stuff does, yeah, until you're told.
0: Yeah, like there's weird innuendos in Disney movies and stuff and like things <laughs> they've added and behind the scenes. So You know, it's really interesting to mention, I don't really get to talk about this a lot, but this is a fun place to bring this up and I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever got to bring this up on any of the podcasts. So one of my uh, acquaintances, I guess, uh, this guy Wade Jesse, ran uh, Otaku Hobbies in Cherville, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, I remember that place. Wade?
0: Long time ago, when I first met him, he's like, Dude, let me pull out some stuff I have in my private collection that's going to blow your guys' minds. He had art from the original Disney artist. Okay. I can't remember his name and I kind of feel like I need to look it up. It was, I feel like it was Frank something or Fred something, but it was the original artist. But here's the deal he was scorned by Walt Disney. Disney fired him. Mm-hmm. So he went off and did. Like dirty parodies of all these characters he drew, mm-hmm. and this dude Wade Jesse had some of the parody drawings, like oh, yeah? actually signed by him, original prints like not prints, original. Way to works. stick it to the man. Yeah, it was really so interesting. So to speak. Just, I, I'll look that up later. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh,
1: well, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Did you want to talk about all the food that we had? Because we've had all the food this
0: weekend. All the food. We had so much food this past weekend. We were busy. We had a show on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And.
1: That was a fun show.
0: A hard recovery on Sunday.
1: Yeah. I was so happy on Sunday. My boss called and said I didn't need to come in to prep for the next day. And I was like, oh, my God, it's a little gift. It was a little gift. Yeah. Just chill for once. First day off in a long time. It was
0: great. And you and Sarah, like, watched The Exorcist?
1: Yeah. She had never seen The Exorcist, which surprised me about her because she likes spooky, weird shit, you know? And uh, it was, what did we watch when it was, like, on Hulu, I think.
0: I actually think Hulu, it's on Netflix. No? Netflix? I'm pretty sure it was okay. Netflix. Well, we
1: put it on on Netflix then. <laughs> Whatever. So it's on Netflix and we watched it and she said that she was glad that she watched it as an adult as opposed to uh, an impressionable youngster you where know, you can discern yourself background.
0: and be able to separate yeah it's just a, she
1: enjoyed it she enjoyed watching it fuck it you. was that one oh god she was that like, was so awful oh yeah that was a nasty movie like watching it as an adult and knowing the things i know and have seen the things that i've seen and watched lots of horrible movies that it could be considered way worse than the exorcist it holds up it's pretty yucky still it's a good movie but I liked it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I had to adjust my headphones there. They're starting to hurt my dome a little bit. Oh,
1: gotcha. Uh,
0: I was going to go somewhere with something. Oh, you're talking about the food we've eaten. Mm-hmm. Right? So Yeah,
1: we watched The Exorcist. Um, we had a show this weekend in Lafayette. And every time that we are in Lafayette, we have been... It's not every time, but the last several times I've gone to Lafayette, I've, we've eaten at Pete's Diner. Yeah, you this guys 24-hour diner
0: snuck it in on me when I was doing a wrestling show. Yeah, Got to well, it. it's okay. It was these your guys' chicken special and treat.
1: waffles. Were calling my name. I've been craving them, and they're just so fucking perfect. Sorry.
0: The chicken's buttery. I mean, it's really good. I mean, the chicken is. It's different because it's like.
1: You get some chicken tend, like crispy chicken tenders, but it's not like crispy. You're thinking like from KFC or whatever. It's, it's not dry at a all. Really good, crunchy, br- like crispy breading and uh, seasoned really nicely. And then the waffle is like the star because it's just the most perfect diner waffle covered in like delicious melty butter and syrup.
0: Oh, so good. And
1: with the chicken, like this, the sweet and savory. It's just perfect.
0: You guys were like, you get because so we. We did our show, went and visited House Castrophe. I retold this just this week on JIC. We went and visited House Castrophe, and then you guys decided we were going to Pete's. Mm-hmm. We yeah, go to- we had
1: to eat. It was so late, and we had gone all day without eating, which I really hate doing. Sometimes we this have to do it, though. a food show after all.
0: It is true. Um,
1: so we had to stop on the way out of town and grab Pete's.
0: So we go to Pete's, and you guys both ordered chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. And you guys told me I would regret not ordering it. I did not regret not ordering it. I was more about the uh, dinner.
1: Yeah, lunch you got a kind burger, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I had a. Uh, I'm trying to remember back to it. Oh, yeah. It was a. Um, you had a burger. It, it was a chili cheeseburger. But I was like, could you guys please do me a humongous favor? And add bacon. I don't know what compelled me to say that. Like, it didn't come on the sandwich. It wasn't a part of what they were doing. But for some reason, my brain said, just add bacon. And it was the best fucking decision. That yeah, was their maybe, bacon was really good. It was one of the absolute best cheeseburgers I have ever had.
1: Yeah, that place is killing Top it. It's notch. so good and, like, inexpensive. We're going to have totally it on Sunday. Totally reasonably priced. It was very Twin Peaks. Like it was this old school diner-looking place that played awful music. The service has never been good. I have not had like one good experience with the servers, like because they just can't be bothered. They don't care. Whatever,
0: whatever oh, the no, reasons. our experience this past time wasn't bad for me. I didn't think.
1: Well, I'm I've been in the food industry for a while, you know, and I. You know, waitress occasionally, and cater and prep cook. And... Not to your standards. That service, like... On my worst day, that service is still, like, unbelievably fucking bad. Damn. Like, they don't... They're not really super polite the The last two times I've been there, you never I've never gotten a refill on my beverage. I had to wait for silverware both times, like after my f- like the first time my food was already there before I even got like silverware and there wasn't any like just around on other tables. and the girl just disappeared forever and uh i I'd, I'd asked for like th- things repeatedly like that I needed, like, can I have syrup, please or whatever? and nothing
0: just couldn't and be then they, bothered she just like
1: left the yeah she and there was something i have to ask sarah what happened but we didn't have a very good experience with the server the first time we were there or the second time and then this last time that you were there with us the service was just like whatever yeah it was mediocre she, i no refills again
0: got like, to we got to run into lender and them the chips. Oh yeah, we
1: saw some friends that came to our show. That some, was fun. Uh,
0: yeah, that was uh, that was really cool to run into them and then uh, mm-hmm. we finished up our meal there. We've had bombers this weekend. Oh my gosh, bombers again. It
1: was so <sighs> good. It still gives me heartburn though.
0: It's your sauce. You what, think it, w- so? Yeah,
1: I, I think it's the dry rub on the ribs. They really do. You
0: know what? It could actually be the dry rub. That actually could make more sense. You love their ribs. I do. They have the best you St. Louis order them ribs every fucking time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they've got all different kinds of sauce. We try. I got like I picked out a sample platter for you to try. Did you end up trying that atomic sauce, or did you? catch I don't
0: it? know where it went. I'm really? guessing it got thrown away.
1: Oh shit! We must have threw it away. Oh wow! But you had the sweet sauce. Yeah. Did you, and you liked the bomber sauce the best? Almost
0: all the sauces that they have, I'm a fan of. There's not a sauce that bombers has come out with that I'm like, "Ooh, their garlic aioli is amazing."
1: That's the best thing on the menu. That garlic aioli with the sweet potato fries, it's so good. Delicious.
0: I love that. Absolutely delicious. I feel
1: like they changed their sweet potato fries recently, but they're still just as delicious. Like it was barely noticeable.
0: But you still noticed.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I asked, speaking of things that I thought were changed that allegedly haven't been changed, when we went to get House of Pizza this weekend, which is also One one of my favorite things that we had, yeah, one of my favorite things ever. So I went in there and she's like, what? No fried green beans today. I was like, no, did you guys change them? And she's like, no. I was like, hmm.
0: They definitely fucking changed them.
1: Well, I asked her, I said, well, it just seemed to me like maybe you added like a different distributor or something. And she's like, I don't think so. What, did they taste different? I was like, yeah, the last couple, the last two times I've gotten them, they were totally different than how they used to be. And they're, they weren't as good. And she's like, oh, well, I'll let them know.
0: And I yeah, got and their fried pickles are the shit though. Yeah, those are good. I'm loving being into the making of fried things.
1: Man, you have been like the fried daddy.
0: You can call me Fry Daddy. I'm all about that. That's the episode title. Okay. So, um, you know, to me, I kind of, it's just like when you start, like, I never really got down with deep frying things because I don't know what I'm doing. And when you're a kid, you're always told, like, grease causes fires. You're going to die. So I had this, like, big fear of doing stuff. Right.
1: But then you started hanging out with me and I've got... A soft spot for fried shit, and you just
0: wanted me to try some shit, you know. And Mm -hmm. I start trying different things here and there, and I've started to become kind of like a a deep fry wizard of sorts.
1: I'll say, and I think that the the secret, if I'm allowed to say, with that seasoning is the that Colonel's Kentucky seasoning or whatever.
0: It's the centrifuge of all things holy.
1: Yeah, like that's the best seasoned flour mix for breading and baking and breading and frying or whatever easily the best base Absolutely it is it agree. goes so well on everything like not just chicken it goes really well on the vegetables like you made the best onion rings with them they were incredible
0: yeah we're still talking about them the d- mm-hmm. i don't
1: do you need to make those again those were good you
0: do remember like a couple years ago or a year and a half ago or something i did that same idea but with steak we deep fried steaks
1: Oh, that wasn't that long ago, hon.
0: I don't remember how long ago it was. I feel like it's been forever, though.
1: No, that was not that long ago.
0: I thought they were still pretty good.
1: I'm, oh not, my talking God. About,
0: I'm not talking about the deep fried steak sandwich. Oh, I'm I was going to say, we just when...
1: made that a couple of weeks ago. What are you talking about?
0: No, I'm saying we made just like country fried steak. Yeah. Mashed potatoes and yeah. corn.
1: I remember that. It
0: was really fucking good.
1: Yeah, it is really good. I love that. Make it, Make it all the time and I will eat it.
0: Okay, I'm into that.
1: <laughs> my arteries won't be, but my heart might for a while.
0: <laughs> At least your head will tell your heart that your heart's feeling good. Like, yeah, that was delicious.
1: Yeah, that'll make me happy. I'll eat that.
0: So we had um, I Bombers. I We had Pete's. We, yeah, we had house fried, a house of pizza. We had,
1: we had house of pizza. We had barbecue. We oh, tried a new Mexican restaurant I in was town. Just gonna say it, and, and it is up. not new. It's been there since I was in high
0: school. It's been there since I've been coming to town. <laughs> well, yeah, which is a lot less longer than you going to high school. Correct. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this restaurant opened. It's the only other uh, Mexican restaurant in my town, my little hometown, amidst the cornfields and whatnot, and. uh. I had it once when I was when it first opened and it was when I wasn't really eating any meat and I didn't really like Mexican food at that point cuz all I could get was like quesadillas and I had a thing about refried beans cuz I'm a freak and I don't like them. <laughs> so it just wasn't my jam. So I didn't go back and then as an adult, I've gotten older, my palate has changed. I love Mexican food now. And um this place was pretty radical.
0: It was really good. You got the steak quesadilla.
1: I did. I it, got
0: the chicken quesadilla. Mhm. We swap these a couple.
1: Yeah, the chicken one was good.
0: I liked the steak better. The steak
1: one was better though. Yeah, the
0: steak was hands down it the best. It was so best. good. I was craving it. Was it was nice. The
1: whole time. They season it nicely. They put a lot of meat in it. It's super fresh and uh it doesn't it doesn't taste uh like it's been sitting out forever. Correct, as some other places might.
0: Absolutely, their state gets kind of old and um, mm-hmm. rubbery. I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Uh, I want to kick it back to a couple weeks ago. We were talking on one of the episodes, like three or four. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. It was probably the first episode we did in November, pre our Thanksgiving special. Your stepmom made the most delicious mash.
1: Yeah, didn't you talk about that?
0: I did talk about it, and I'm still talking about it. But <laughs> still
1: talking about it. I want to bring
0: up something. Okay. She posted on Facebook the other day about how she was going in for a surgery or some sorts. Mm -hmm. You remember when that was? I don't really recall. Mm -hmm. I commented on that post. You know, thoughts and and good wishes with you or whatever, sending them your way or whatever. And I'm still thinking about that mash, <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> and here we are, weeks later, still talking I'm about obsessed it. Obsessed
0: with it. it was so good. There's, I'll get the recipe. That was maybe the one new thing I had in 2018 that topped all things as far as mashed food. cauliflower. The way she made it, though, it was just mm-hmm. like, if you'll remember, when I started eating them, I was like, "These mashed potatoes are fucking delicious," mm-hmm. and she was like, "Nah." That's cauliflower, dog. Like, get <laughs> yeah, it right. She said
1: exactly like that. She didn't say it like that, obviously,
0: but you know, she, she was like, "No, it's actually cauliflower," and that was amazing to me. You know? Did
1: I try anything new in 2018?
0: Yeah, uh, you tried some hot sauce. Oh, yeah, I'm that so regretting gives, it. That gives me a thing to talk about. I got hot sauce. I got a Christmas gift.
1: Oh yeah, you got a new hot sauce. at our show.
0: Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I looked like the weirdest non-alcoholic there holding a <laughs> bottle of hot sauce when everybody else had beers in their hands. <laughs> Just me, I'm freebasing this hot sauce, you know. Mm-hmm. No, Dick was a fucking straight up gangster and he surprised me. He's like, hey man, I'm probably not gonna see you before Christmas. And even though that's not true and he's totally gonna see me this weekend at the Lafayette Con before Christmas. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. Hell yeah, me too. Um, but it, <laughs> he's like, I don't know if I was going to see you before Christmas, so I got you this thing, and he gives it to me, and it's shocking because I've already seen this thing. He took a picture of it and sent it to me. Mm-hmm. He was like, check out this dope new hot sauce I got, and I was like, oh, my God, that looks cool because it's a black truffle oil-infused hot sauce.
1: It smelled really good. It
0: tastes so... I will not,
1: however, be trying it.
0: It's too hot for you. I'm I sorry. I learned my lesson. Yeah. i are not
1: doing that shit again. It's stupid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's legit. Hot sauce, man, like,
1: the hell did I try 357
0: you tried the mad dog 357 regular label
1: yeah that was dumb which
0: is obviously 357,000 Scovels it's pretty hot it's legit it's no it's no bullshit
1: yeah I didn't like it
0: um going all the way back to like the first season of this show way 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 back myself Anthony and Tyler did a whole episode on hot uh sauces mm-hmm. uh, where we did the flashbang, and that was crazy. And Are like, you
1: going to do another hot sauce challenge?
0: I would love to. I want to find somebody who's willing to go toe-to-toe with me in hot sauces and do it.
1: Well, we uh-huh. need to put it out there.
0: I have been. I've been hitting up all kinds of people. I'm we need a challenger. We need like a legit challenger who's actually good with hot sauce because I don't want somebody who's going to be, you know.
1: <gasps> we should ask Jesse, our resident chef friend.
0: Do you think he's good with hot sauce? I feel like I've asked him before and I don't think he's good with hot.
1: No, he's but, good with hot. It grows his own peppers and shit.
0: Yeah, I would. He can love... handle it. Because <laughs> 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 if I curate it, because uh, I've got probably thirty-five or forty hot sauces at this point, it's mm-hmm. up there. You know, I've got. All well, you're co- not gonna eat thirty-five fucking. We don't have to. I'm gonna find the best ten. Okay. Good and idea. And then I'm gonna find the heats, and I'm gonna build the heats, and I know how to kind of do that. I'm gonna. I also kind of, if we're gonna do this, I want to bring back the the hot ones hot sauce. It was so good. Or get the last dab.
1: Oh, mm. the last dab would be the fucking bomb. I don't want that. The hot ones one was actually one I would eat. That was good because that had like that pineapple shit in it, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. See, and truff kind of reminds me of the hot ones hot sauce, not necessarily in the taste, because it's
1: mushroom versus. Pineapple.
0: And it's a little thicker. Mm. Right? The sauce itself is not as vinegary. Mm-hmm. But it's still very sweet. Like the black truffle oil uh is still a very sweet sauce. Mm-hmm. And it mixed really well with ranch. Like it made me want to have those. Like I wanted to have my wings tossed in that sauce and then dip the full tossed wing into some ranch and jam it that's my Mm. fucking go-to
1: nice um we need to start making our own sauces i
0: agree i think i I will finish with saying truff is really good uh our homie ryan gave me some some homemade hot sauce and i loved that that's really good yeah good it is really good. I need to use it more. I forgot, but he said the longer I let it sit, the better it's going to get. It's kind of got like a lime orange thing going on. He did some citrus mm, with it. Interesting. It is definitely interesting, but the heat builds. Mm. And that's one thing I love about hot sauce. What I want out of a perfect hot sauce, I think Truff does a good job of it. I eat it. I don't really remember I've had hot sauce. And then after I'm done eating and enjoying this like delicious complex flavor of the hot sauce mixed with whatever food I'm inje- enjoying, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, there's a little bit of heat in my mouth. Oh, shit, what's that about? And then it builds and builds and builds, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I was having hot sauce. That's right, <laughs> I totally fucking forgot. You know, And that's when you know you have a great hot sauce, when you don't, like, I've got the heat in this number one. Mm-hmm. Dawson's, it's like 475 or something, 500,000 Scoville's. AP tried it on our show before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That shit's <laughs> fucking legit. I still have a full bottle, because I can't hardly use it. Yeah, It's for Who real. Needs
1: shit like that?
0: people who just want to try craziness and experience life and and just see if we can, you know, push the boundaries and I think that's with hot sauces that's one thing I will say with hot sauce you build your ceiling. The more I you can't push. can't find
1: the appeal of hot sauce.
0: But cuz I think you got to I think you're going to be a specialty hot sauce gal. Like you're going to be into the coffee hot sauces, you're going to probably be like you like I the, don't know, I don't
1: like spicy shit. I don't like my tongue and my lips burning you don't like light fire no
0: do you drink water right after it burns that's the best feeling
1: that's ridiculous it's
0: the cool down i think the
1: only hot sauce i actually enjoyed besides the hot ones hot sauce which was okay was the doyle hot sauce made in hell hell. i liked that because it had a marinara flavor to it
0: yeah it's a different kind of hot sauce it doesn't Mm -hmm. come off as your typical Um, vinegary based hot sauce definitely more oregano flavors going Mm. on with the tomato it's more like you said dead Mm. on marinara
1: I liked that one a lot that one was pretty good and um yeah that was a good one I liked it I didn't like hardly any of the other ones I have because I don't really like the buffalo flavor like, I don't like buffalo anything.
0: Yeah, not all my hot sauces have that buffalo thing, because that's a specialty kind of sauce, obviously. Right, right, So right. Well, um, I don't like
1: that kind of hot sauce.
0: Sure, I <laughs> should. we should go hunting for good hot sauces for you, because I think I could find some that you'd really enjoy, that are mild, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you don't want it to be crazy burn. You don't want to be on fire and crying and nearly pass out and, mm-hmm. you know, be like, uh, I'm not going to fully tell this story, because I don't know how over the top it's going to sound, But I briefly talked about this when you brought bombers home the other day. You're like, hey, I got you atomic sauce. Mm -hmm. Last time I saw atomic sauce was we had had bombers long ago and there was some atomic sauce still in the fridge and Anthony had come over and he was just wiling out and decided he was going to start eating chips and have some hot sauce. He's like, what kind of hot sauce you got? And I said, oh, I've got this atomic sauce from Bombers. So he starts, you know, dipping the chip and getting into it a little bit. And then he's eating some other food with it. <laughs> it's funny. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, man, I'm just going to drink this. And I was like, I you- remember this I'm story. like, you're not going to drink that. And he's like, watch me. And he drinks the whole fucking atomic sauce cup, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, I get a text. He's like, bro, I'm not in a good way. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I woke up in the middle of the night with like hardcore sweats and I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh my God. And I'm pretty sure it was just the hot sauce. <laughs> and then, and all he did was, and I'm not going any further than to just tell you the gift he sent me, was just lava coming from a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he said. And I was like, I am so sorry, bro. And he's like, yeah, that was totally a mistake. I should not have been wiling out and showing uh, off like that.
1: Yeah. Clearly you think.
0: Yeah. Uh, hot sauce though. It's, it's for real. I love it. Um, before we get out of here, a couple things, are there any movies in 2018? Cause we're not going to have another shot to do this. Really. We're going to have to tie our Christmas episode in with our end of the year episode mm-hmm. before we move into 2019 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are there any movies that have come out that you have not seen in 2018 Mm -hmm. that are still on your radar that we probably need to try to get through before this year is over?
1: Well, you asked me this the other day. Yeah. Which brought up my point about how I have no interest in seeing new movies. On further review and retrospection, maybe, looking back at it, if you will. There are a couple movies that I can make time for that I heard were good that I would like to see.
0: Sure. Please tell me.
1: I want to see that movie uh, Sorry to Bother You.
0: Absolutely. It's now on Hulu. Oh, cool. So we can watch it anytime. I already had Great. it downloaded, but we can totally watch it.
1: Yeah. I'd like to watch that movie because sure. I heard that it was really good. It looked interesting. It looked different and it looked funny. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I want to see Bohemian Rhapsody because I love Queen and I heard that this guy did a really great performance despite all of the backlash of um, inaccuracies in the storytelling I heard that it was still a really cool movie to watch
0: especially looking at it from like the love of Freddie Mercury and seeing a character and this guy who does such a I mean we talked about this before I don't know if on the show or not but there was that video that's been going around where yeah. they side by sided Bohemian Rhapsody, we did talk about it on the show. Yeah. And just for that it's fact alone, day. I want to see it, you know? And like you said, regardless of all the inaccuracies that do come up or the little bit of drama they implanted into the movie mm-hmm. just to I see these guys peop- performance. I hate when they do that. Yeah, I hate yeah, when totally. they change
1: the story to make it more dramatic. Like, if you're watching somebody's story, I would like, personally, if I'm watching someone's life story, I want to know their life story. I don't want it to be fucking sensationalized like they're themselves they themselves is a movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Know? It's like
1: Like the Hollywood dream and I'm sick of it.
0: Well, the question Real. and the question always begs to ask though when you start to throw those kind of inaccuracies in there, it starts to question what really happened, right. And then you start so to throw like, all kinds of so confusion why in. Do you even
1: why do you even care exactly. if it's not if it could if it might not be real, Why am I supposed to care about it?
0: Exactly. That pisses me off. But you want to see it just for this guy's performance and hope that it's I do. It's, it's all that it lives <laughs> up to. I want to see Black Klansmen. Yeah, like that looks amazing based loosely on true events. I think that's just one of those movies it's been it's been nominated there's been a lot of golden globe nominations maybe we should cover that is that something movie related we should bring up should i bring up the golden globe noms
1: uh, maybe for the next show yeah
0: oh yeah i guess we've got some we've episodes got they just here. they just announced the list this week the only reason Oh, i was I see. thinking yeah i see cuz black panthers on the list for best drama people are kind of blown away that a marvel movie's finally hit the echelon where it can be nominated for a major award
1: why do you think that movie was the one that did
0: it I'm going to be really kind of shitty on this, and I don't mean to be, but it is more than anything based on the fact that it is an African-American-based cast.
1: So it's PC principle.
0: I think it is a lot of social justice warrior type. Uh, not to say the movie doesn't deserve praise or anything like that. You know I loved that movie. You and I reviewed that movie on Journey to Comics. Yeah, it was a great movie. Way back, but there, there's nothing wrong with Black Panther as a movie, but I do think... It did dare to be a little bit different from your typical superhero story, and that gives it some additional merit. So it's kind of like all these little things that aren't necessarily that it had the best script or the best ideologies. It is a good foundational point, and it gave a hope to people, and I think that's where the nomination is also very important. Mm-hmm. They're saying, hey, you gave hope to people, and we recognize that hope here, mm-hmm. even if you don't win – you have some clout now. Now you're a you know? Golden
1: Globe nominated movie.
0: Exactly. And that Fair goes enough. pretty far. Actually, I think the Black Panther soundtrack won or was nominated for some Grammys as well. Cause, really? Because Kendrick Lamar did it. Yeah. I don't know who uh, that is. He's a rapper. He exclusively did the entire soundtrack for Black Panther. Hmm. Uh, not really in not know. Okay. I'm going to real quick pull up uh, the Golden Globe thing because I'm super curious now.
1: Seeing as I'm less inclined to watch the Oscars every year. Like, every... The Oscars used to be so fun for me because we would have Oscar parties and my family, you know, and get all dressed up and have food and just hang out and make fun of celebrities and it was really fun. And we loved movies, so why wouldn't we do that? But the older I get, the less I want to watch the Oscars. So I'm going to give away my little, my little tip here. If you're ever in a situation where you are at an Oscar party and you don't know who's going to win. This is my secret. Because <laughs> I always won. Every year we played like who's who could pick like the most Oscar wins or whatever, and I would always win. But my secret is just follow what happens at the Golden
0: Globes. Because it's going to be nearly a repeat. Seldom do they deviate.
1: Well, and then you listen to the backlash of what happened at the Golden Globes, and you take that into account, and then you have a sure-proof way of winning the Oscar game.
0: question what do you think about what happened at the oscars do you know about this the controversy surrounding who is going to host
1: i think i heard something about this kevin hart was going to host it
0: he was announced like on a wednesday that he was going to host by friday he'd quit why because a tweet from a long time ago mind you from a comedian Kevin Hart is a comedian first.
1: Oh, we got principal he got PC principled in trouble. He got PC
0: principled in trouble because mm-hmm. his tweet from like 2010 or 2009 said, I'm glad as a heterosexual male that I'll, I can make sure my son will never be gay. It was a joke. Yeah. He was just being funny, you know, like, oh, ha, 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 ha. You know, like, it's not a big deal. It's not the That's most supposed offensive. supposed to be funny. It, it, in 2009, that is a funny thing to say. Before all this social justice, because it's like the irony that someone would actually think he's seriously saying that. I don't Kevin know. Kevin Hart is not a malicious dude. I don't know dude. enough
1: about it to have an opinion.
0: Fair point, fair point. Kevin Hart's a sweet dude, though, you know? Uh, or so he'd have you believe. No, every fucking person talks about how sweet and gentle Kevin Hart really is. I'm like, am playing devil's advocate. I, I don't know, I know shit about Kevin Hart. So let me run. He's
1: funny and I saw him on a few things.
0: I want your rapid reactions on these. Run down who you think is going to win. I'll list off the nominations. You tell me your first pick who you think probably is going to walk away with these. It doesn't hold any merit. We're not having a, this isn't a game or no points are going to be held. I just want your rapid reactions on these. Best motion picture, Golden Globes for drama. Black Panther. Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody. If Beale Street Could Talk and A Star Is Born. All the bees. Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, you think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win? Okay, uh, best actress in a motion picture, drama. Glenn Close, The Wife.
1: Never saw it.
0: Lady Gaga, A Star is Born. Never saw it. Nicole Kidman, Destroyer. Never saw it. Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me?
1: (laughs) Never saw it.
0: Rosamund Pike, A Private War.
1: Never saw it.
0: I haven't heard of most of these movies. A Star is Born is the only one I've heard of. <laughs> the other ones I haven't heard of. Sorry.
1: Uh, skip.
0: Okay. Best Actor in a Motion Picture. Drama. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Lucas Hedges, Boy Erased. Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody. John David Washington, Black Klansman.
1: I feel like it's going to go to Rami Malek.
0: Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. That's mm-hmm. a that's a bang-up job he did. Yeah. Uh, best motion picture, musical or comedy. Here are your five choices. Mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians, The Favourite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns and Vice.
1: Mary Poppins Returns came out this year? It's already out.
0: It just came out like last week. What? Yeah.
1: Well, I think I might have time for that.
0: <laughs> You're like, "Oh, I know. Hmm. Uh, Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins."
1: I might have time for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I might have time for are that. Are
0: you claiming that that is going to be your winner for the best musical or comedy? No. Okay. <laughs> You're I'm like, not no, at go. all. What were the my,
1: what were my choices?
0: Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice.
1: Well, I don't know what any of those movies are, so I'm gonna go with. Uh the Rich Asians one, because that's the only other one I heard of.
0: Crazy Rich Asians is doing very well at the box office. I also predicted and think this one, that one, has a strong chance to win. Uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy: Emily Blunt in Mary Poppins Returns. Olivia Colman in The Favorite. Elise Fisher in Eighth Grade. Charlize Theron in Tully, or Constance Wu in Crazy Rich Asians.
1: Man, I have no idea. I'm really bad at this game because I haven't seen any of these freaking movies. <laughs> so I'm going to go
0: with pass. Okay, fine. Sure, we'll go with pass. Best, actor, best actor in a motion picture. Oh, that's the movie Vice. Duh. Christian Bale, Vice. Oh, Ugh. that movie. As, I didn't know as what Vice was. As Dick Cheney. I didn't either. It just hit me. Vice yeah. is the Dick Cheney biopic that Christian Bale is Dick Cheney. Oh, um, did you see the recent trailer for that? They, showed, yeah. they show part of the thing of him shooting that guy in the face when they were on that hunting trip. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Mary Poppins Returns. Viggo Mortensen, Green Book. Robert Redford, The Old Man and the Gun, or John C. Riley, Stan and Ollie. I'm
1: gonna go with, was Christian
0: Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale is Vice. He's the first nominee. I'm
1: gonna go with that one.
0: I think so, too, but I don't know how Vice is a musical or a comedy when I thought it was going to definitely be more in the drama range, but maybe it's more of a comedy, I guess? It's well, weird. I'm not
1: saying that Vice is going to win as a comedy.
0: No, 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 I know, but I'm saying even for that, best actor in a motion picture well, from the musical or comedy well, okay, category. It's source
1: material. It's bound to be pretty funny. Okay, true. <laughs> if not disturbing.
0: Best actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Amy Adams in Vice, Claire Foy in First Man, Regina King in If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz from The Favorite. They're both nominated, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. Huh?
1: I got nothing. I can't even make a prediction because I don't know what these movies are. Okay, like, I'm just going like totally to feel like totally unprepared. Hmm. Y- y- i suck sorry
0: i think i know who's gonna win this next one because he's already won a bunch of awards best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture i'll just read off these two nominees because the other movies you don't know about but two (laughs) of the nominees are adam driver black klansman and sam rockwell in vice
1: Ooh, i love sam rockwell
0: yeah i think he plays but w (laughs) he plays w oh
1: my god for real yeah Uh,
0: actually i'm i want to
1: see this movie
0: Yeah, let me double-check that, though. I'm pretty sure... uh, I love Sam Rockwell. I am... We
1: could do a whole podcast episode just dedicated to Sam Rockwell movies. Maybe someday I will.
0: He was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Yes, he was. Wasn't that, like, his first role? Yeah. I did know that.
0: Uh, Vice.
1: He's also in this movie, Choke. That's a good Sam Rockwell movie if anybody looks... Looking for one.
0: Um, Sam Rockwell played George W. Bush.
1: That's so funny. I will make time for that movie specifically for that reason.
0: Okay. Okay. Best motion picture. Animated. Incredibles 2. Isle of Dogs. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
1: I'm going to go with the first one.
0: Incredibles 2. I'm going to go with the last one, Into the Spider-Verse. It's 100% still on Rotten Tomatoes, and everyone's raving. It is the best Marvel movie ever.
1: I've never seen it or heard of it.
0: It's animated, and it's like um, from what all the reviews are saying, it's the closest thing to watching a comic book as it's ever been on the big screen. Because it's did you a- see it? Not yet. It hasn't. It's come. It comes out this week. It's uh-huh. not out yet. It comes out this weekend. But um, from what I'm hearing, the animation style mixed with the way they do their transitions and everything about the movie is the most accurate representation of comic books ever the story is genuinely brilliant funny beautiful stan lee's cameo in the movie is poignant and he also plays a major role it's not just like mm. some brushed off thing mm-hmm. so all those factors and the fact that it's got 100 percent on rotten tomatoes i think i think i love dogs is gonna fucking win it though because that's one of those it was wes anderson made that to win on awards you know yeah maybe um, i'm just saying uh, best f- Motion Picture, Foreign Language. We haven't seen him. Best Director. Whoa, Bradley Cooper directed The Star is Born?
1: Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't. He's probably going to get some kind of ass kissery for that.
0: I think that Spike Lee wins, though, on Best Director for Black Klansman.
1: I haven't seen that movie.
0: Me neither. I want to. Okay. Should I bite the bullet and watch it, and if it's too rough, tell you not to watch it? Because it does have some pretty dark source material.
1: Well... I I don't even think I've seen a trailer for it. Yes, you have.
0: You've definitely seen a trailer. It's got Topher Grace in the movie, and he speaks. Topher Grace,
1: Jesus, what has he been doing? I'm
0: pretty sure he is either the guy who is the Grand Wizard of the KKK in the movie, or he's pretending to be the voice of the black guy who's going to infiltrate the KKK under Hood.
1: Oh, that movie. Black
0: Klansman.
1: Yeah, I vaguely remember. We saw a trailer for it in the the movies a couple times, yeah. Yeah, like Adam Driver's in in it. Yeah. That's right. And we never got to see it.
0: Mm -mm. One of the ones that were definitely on my list. right,
1: Well, I'll watch that movie with you.
0: Okay. I'm all about it. We
1: can review it for the podcast.
0: Sure. We'll do that for sometime soon. We'll definitely get in on it. They've got the best original score. Coming, uh, the uh, A Quiet Place is nominated, Isle of Dogs nominated, Black Panther, First Man and Mary Poppins Returns, uh, I'm gonna well, say, I hope Mary
1: Poppins wins that,
0: I'm guessing Mary Poppins will win it, that's just my guess, um, best television series drama, not a single one of those television series I've fucking even seen, so I'm not gonna say, have you seen any of these? Well, I don't know, I'm not over there, you tell me. The Americans. No. Bodyguard. No. Homecoming. No. Killing Eve. No. Pose. No. Never heard of them. No. Me neither. Never heard of a Damn, fucking I'm so single one. so out of, of the these.
1: loop. I feel okay about that though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Golden Globes get down to the television stuff and then it just kind of devolves. But um interesting it's, noms.
1: It's been interesting not having television by the way. Cuz I used to have Direct TV and like before that it was Xfinity and
0: Don't just watch TV. Direct TV.
1: Yeah, all that jazz. So I was always, like, on the pulse. I always knew it was on TV. Always felt like I had a connection to the outside world. And I have been without cable since March. And it's been really interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like TV used to be a way that I could use, like, I could use it to regulate my time during my day. Like, oh, at this time, that's when this show comes on, so I can do that, blah, 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 and then I'm going to make dinner, and I'm going to do these things. But I don't live my life like that anymore, and it's been interesting.
0: I think getting away from television like that is one of the best things a person can do. It's freeing, because what it allows you to do is you're not spending time surfing you're not surfing, 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 and right now, like,
1: oh, see, no, that's the thing is, I was never surfing. I always knew what I wanted to watch. I always had my set times of things that are coming on. Totally, like Grey's Anatomy comes on at eight on Thursdays, or you that know, was amazing. Whatever, I had all my my Food Network channel shows. Like, that's what being a stay-at-home mom was like in those days when it was early on when I was still a stay-at-home mom. I could like plan my day by what time it was like based on what was on TV and you know what I was doing and that was all that it was and now it's like I kind of miss that comfort of knowing that like I can just turn on the TV and the news will be on or whatever I don't have that anymore because now all I have is endless fucking streaming and endless scrolling and endless surfing because I can never decide what to watch because I can watch whatever I want now. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, look at you. Every choice means no choice. Mm. Every choice is no choice. Isn't that interesting? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. It is it is interesting to think about uh, that whole... Like, I just recently got DirecTV on the laptop because Dad has DirecTV, and he's like, you can just sign into my account and watch it on your laptop. Oh, like, oh, for shit. football games? So I've been watching football and stuff, but I've also been watching a lot more CNN and, like really getting my news fix and that is something I think I've severely been lacking Mm. is just to be able to go to a trusted news source and to just hear the news come in and go oh like that's what's going on I
1: think personally I'm too jaded to even consider any news source as a trusted news source like none of it even none of it even matters to me anymore because I don't know what any of it is even real and I don't want to invest my any, I don't want to invest anything into something that isn't real, you know. So I just live in my own freaking bubble these days.
0: Okay. Nothing wrong with living in a bubble. I don't. I think. don't
1: know if that's if that's healthy or not, but I don't know. I have. I'm. I'm rocking my little bubble right now. The
0: VHS bubble.
1: <laughs> yeah. The Perfect. Young Frankenstein for bed every night. Bubble. I'm
0: trying to think of other VHSs that meant a lot to me as a kid going through, I know like, I had like obviously Ninja Turtles, Batman, shit like that. Twister. Twister. Um,
1: mm-hmm. uh, my favorite VHS tape that I ever got was, um, <clears throat> I think it was like 1988 or 1989. Maybe 1989. My Aunt Melissa got me a VHS copy of The Little Mermaid and I watched that shit every day for years. <laughs> wicked. And it was that old VHS, like the very first release that had the, the dick on the the castle on the, the cover, castles, mm-hmm,
0: whatever. Question: What do you think about these Disney live-action remakes? Little Mermaids getting one. Yeah, well. Lion King's getting one. Yeah, well. They just did Jungle Book. Again. No, Jungle Book live-action came out like a couple of years ago, right? Like two or three years ago.
1: I've, I think I've seen probably like four different live-action Jungle Book movies. Really, life. Mm-hmm. Disney. Yeah, there was one that came out in the 90s.
0: No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking Disney-owned, modern-era. Yeah, They've I didn't been, see it. I mean, either. I didn't see it. No. Uh, I'm not opposed
1: to them. They just haven't come into my life it's yet. It's
0: just weird because it's like they're shot for shotting, and that's another argument to have like in a discussion to talk about. The most recent Lion King movie It's 100% green screen CGI. Okay. There's no real people in it. Mm-hmm. the movie's called live action. Mm-hmm. Makes sense of that. There are no actors. I mean, there are people doing voice acting, obviously, because the characters are voice acted. It is literally animated to look live action. Right. But they're calling it a live action movie.
1: Right, but there's characters and things that are being done live.
0: It's all green screen, baby.
1: I know, but then that gets the green screen on top of it. Like, they're talking about the performance that gets green screen is what it's the live action. It's not drawn with pencils. It's not animated or whatever. That's how they constitute live action. Fair point. Capturing a performance and dressing it up, I guess.
0: I wonder if people had to wear stop motion, like, dots and do the, like...
1: (laughs) The Lion King move? Yeah, like the... (laughs) punting the simba off the thing oh no that's punting the meme my bad the simba. <laughs> <laughs> i've been on the internet too too long <laughs> no more internet <laughs> it's good it's
0: late it is late and then like they cut the scar song out of the new lion king movie oh yeah in favor to give beyonce and what's the what's the girl nala is that was her name simba's girlfriend was nala mm-hmm. nabla Nala, Nala, yeah, she's got a song now. She didn't have a song in the original. It's being
1: played by Beyonce.
0: Yeah, that's why they gave her a song, because it's Beyonce. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure like Willem Dafoe maybe is Scar. Don't quote me on that. Let me see. Let me see who Scar is actually. I just.
1: Why did they have to? (sighs) (sighs) I'm getting tired of remakes, guys. Why? Just come up with new stories, please. Somebody. I can't.
0: Man, crazy cast. Uh, the Lion King's cast includes Donald Glover as Simba.
1: Ooh, I can get on board with that.
0: Chiwetel Ejiofor. Would you be a hypocrite me. Chiwetel Jafour, the guy that played Baron Mordo in... Um... Fuck. Doctor Strange. The guy that plays alongside Strange uh, is Scar. I was wrong. Seth Rogen is the voice of Pumbaa. James Earl Jones is James Earl Jones is Mustafa or Mufasa again. I can't talk. Amy Sedaris. They weren't going to
1: find anybody better than him to play that part.
0: Amy Sedaris is playing an uncredited voice, but she's billed fourth or fifth. Uh, Billy Eichner is playing Timon. Keegan Michael Key is Kamari. Uh, Beyonce is Nala. Eric Andre is Azizi. John Oliver is Zazu. This is a fucking big old ass cast.
1: Well, it's Disney. What'd you expect? Yeah. Well, whatever. I'll take Ollie to see it. Maybe it'll be good. He's yeah. He's hoping.
0: All right, V. Well, are you ready to get on out of here? We've we've done our duty. We're Anytime. officially gonna burn the midnight oil and break the internet and be late on this episode. We don't typically. Uh, drop late on Foodies Watching. Oh, movie. shit. But yeah. Well, this we've had a
1: busy week. We've got a, another busy week coming up. We've got LoftyCon we're getting ready for and the LoftyCon Christmas party. Oh,
0: oh, yeah. And we've got a new show on the Journey into Comics Network that will be recorded live and debut at LoftyCon this weekend.
1: Oh, shit. I'm so
0: excited to Me be too. a part of it. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. As always, folks, check out Foodies Watching Movies at JourneyIntoComics.com or go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Search Journey Into Comics Network. Give us a subscribe. You'll get all the different shows on our network. Or go to Patreon.com backslash Journey Comics. Give us a buck for early access and exclusive content, meaning as soon as the episode's ready for you to hear, you'll get it before anybody else, including the live feed or the uh, main feed. Unless that is we're late like today and then everybody gets it all at the same time. Sorry, but that's just how it goes. We're running this shit 24-7, 365 as best we can. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Foodies Watching Movies Season 3, Episode 6 The VHS Bubble. (laughs) I've been Nate. Veronica. And uh, just do your best to keep eating fearless. Later.